Murphy, the veteran, the sidestep, the banana, Mark Murphy! Might have no choice. It starts right, it swings back. What a goal! Welcome back to the Unlucky Blue. Welcome back to the Unlucky Blues podcast. I'm your host, Luke. Joined with me today, Tass and JB. Boys, I don't know about you, but my hair has gone a little bit grey after that five-point win. Oh, yeah. I talk, don't... talk about heart-in-your-mouth moments. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know I... about you, but I'm feeling 62 with the amount of stress <laughs> that club has given me and I'm sure everyone else. Just a just a bad game of footy, and it's one of the ones. It's like just move on, just don't even care, just move on. Move on, okay. Tass, how are you feeling after that? We we are recording about half an hour after the end of the game, so emotions are still pretty high over here. Yeah, the reaction's very raw at the moment. Um, still don't really know what to say. I'm a bit speechless, to be honest, because oh look, at the start, it it to put it lightly, it wasn't pretty. But we come away with the four points. The finals hopes are still sort of there, very, very slight. But the results have gone our way this weekend. Well, not this weekend, this weekend on the weekend. Um, but yeah, look, just grinding, grinded out the win, which was great. It was looking like a draw for a while there, Luke. You and I were saying before we started recording that halfway through the fourth quarter, we thought there's no way anyone's kicking a goal here. And then up stepped your man. Matty Cottrell. Your great friend, Matty Cottrell, to all class, straight through the middle. Kicks with it the straight our forwards. With the Bellatelli celebration as well, just giving him the, the, the gun show. Oh. Passion for the jumper. Well, well, seeing as we've mentioned the poor start, I think we start with the start of the game. Um, Usually. Very frustrating, to say the least. Seven goals to zero early on, and it wasn't like we were lacking chances. Uh, we had a few very gettable shots that we didn't take them advantage of. And it seemed like it was going to be errors that yet again came back to cost us. But obviously, as the night went on, we found out that it wouldn't matter too much in the end. But seven goals to none earlier. What was that stat we were just discussing before we started recording? JB, do you have it with? Do you have it there? It's... Uh, um... I've been told before half time it was sixty six inside fifties or something. Yeah, Maybe a bit, oh, we, so we had we had before oh, 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 across from the GWS yeah, yeah, yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. So, so in so four in, the, so in four quarters of football, we kicked two goals. No, 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 not in a goal. One goal no, in sixty six. So up, up until we'll let Tass take this one. Yeah, just being so, all this hospital stat pass. Is, the stat is there was a point halfway through the second quarter where our past 66 inside 50s across both games had resulted in one goal, yep, which was pretty alarming. Now, I think it's a very interesting stat because I think these past two weeks, well, definitely last week we spoke about it and it seemed like it happened again at the start of the game tonight that the game was very much played in our attacking half and I got to I got to ask the question: Are we just not good enough to play the game in our attacking half? Do we need to be that quick rebounding team? Because by the looks of it, two weeks in a row we've really struggled to score when it's been when we've been in that situation. 
We're just struggling to get clean inside 50s, clean yeah. shots at goal. What do you think, Tass? I think it's definitely that. It's definitely the fact that our efficiency going into the 50 is absolutely terrible. I mentioned it last week. You can have all the inside 50s in the world, but if they're not nice, clean entries like Sydney's were early on, you're not going to kick goals. It was as simple as that. It was just, it, it was a total and utter route one classic, you know, when you're under pressure in the, in the 85th minute, you just, you, you're hacking the ball out. It was as simple as that. It was route one. Yeah. bombing it high to a two-on-one or a three-on-one. Like, there are instances where we were going inside 50. It was Mackay against, um, like, players. three blokes. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, why are you kicking it there, mate? It's just not clean inside 50s. What do you think, JB? What really got on my nerves was it was just a mismatch of the choice of kick and the situation. Like, there's yes. sometimes we'll bomb it long. And, like, okay, fair enough if you've got the numbers there. But then sometimes we try to kick a woe. But we kick a woe when there's obviously three blokes and Mackay's having a standing start or something. If you let Mackay have a run at it, then kick it short at it, at, to his chest. I think it was just a bit of a mismatch with the kicking sometimes. Sometimes it's decided to bomb it long to no one or, and then all but try to hit up that um, cute kick to no one again. It's just, just a mismatch of just a shot of inside 50 selection. It just got on my nerves. It's just, if you, I guess, aligned them, differently in the, for the situations. I'm, I'm sure we would have had a better game. Maybe like the Bulldogs game we were crying out for. That's right. Yeah. I was hoping for, but that's what pissed me off. That's what really just got on my nerves. Just the, yeah, just the choices. Well, I, I, I'm going to make the call. I'll just say, I think that we just, we really lack good skills. And I think that's the reason yeah. for our poor inside fifties. It's not that we don't yeah. provide the opportunity for these inside 50s there are plays leading into space and whatnot but our, our foot skills just aren't good enough and it's not just going inside 50 it's around the ground and i think it, it's highlighted by the fact that we got back into the game when the game got wet um we love the wet weather because it gets scrappy and it brings the other team down to our level so i th- i think the rain was our savior so i'm gonna i'm gonna that's my call i just think our ball skills aren't good enough but as I said, we got back into it. It got wet, and we just started piling on the goals from about with about ten minutes to go in the second quarter. Uh, from the, from the midpoint of the second quarter onwards, everyone goes on about how we can't we concede goals consecutive goals in a row. There was a big stat that they showed. You know, we're one of the worst in the league, which oh, top is absolutely two or three true. In the comp. Yeah, yeah but, third. but the comp. from the midpoint of the second quarter, eight goals to one, our favour. From the midpoint of the second quarter to the end of the game. So, so I'd like to ask you this. Yes, we concede a lot of goals consecutively, but I think we would have to be up there with the teams who score the most consecutive goals in the league because we seem to always make a comeback or we force teams to make this comeback. I I mean, I don't have the stats here, but it's a stat I'm very interested in because eight goals to one, that's that's domination for half of football. It just happens that we had to do it from a position where we were behind. It wasn't from the get-go. Yeah. What do you think, Tass? P- part of our problem is, like, and I'm, I'm inclined to agree with what you're saying because we always kick, you know, four or five in a row. They're always in blocks and then the momentum swings and we lose it. But I'm inclined to think that the stats might not necessarily reflect that because of our inaccuracy in front of goal. Like tonight, in the second, not in the second, sorry, in the third, 
we kicked two five in the third we quarter. And we dominated. Absolutely ripped Sydney to shreds and we kicked two five. So like if you so the, the scoreboard doesn't necessarily reflect our dominance. So the, the run of goals may not we may not be that high up there in the stats, if you know what I mean, just purely because we uh, we don't kick goals from it. Mm. But well, part of that, like take chances, guys. Seriously. Take yeah, chances. Absolutely. Like Murphy, man. Murphy. First time, be instinctive. You're a quality footballer. Be instinctive. You love your snaps. You're running into the goal. Why are you taking the extra step? Slow down. Just snap it. Kick it off the ground. No one's going to kill you for that. All I'll say is we need the rest of the team to take notes off Sam Walsh. How good is this yes, kid? Yes, we do. Oh, I was fantastic. He, he really has... Stats up for you. Actually, speaking of Walsh, speaking of Walsh, this is a bit off topic. It's not regarding the game tonight itself. But I think if he's not everyone's first chosen player in the best under-22 players in the league, seeing that's going around at the moment, you can put in your votes for your best twenty under-22 players. Um, something's wrong. He's got to be your first choice. He's just all I think, class. Uh, I think old mate left him out of his 22 under-22, I think. The, Am I the, right the, or um, wrong? The, um, the, the AFL um, trade rumors. I don't want to give him, I don't want to even give him the time of the day that... Definitely not. Definitely not biased. Definitely not pro St Kilda page. Um, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think he'd. Yeah. He's, but I mean, that's. Yeah. Some. Some people have their opinions. Some people. Sometimes it's. It's facts. I think this one's a fact, not an opinion. Sam Walsh is a jet. JB, what were your thoughts? What did you think was the key factor into us turning the game around? I'm curious to hear your thoughts. I was going to say just. Um. I think it was. It's. It's hard to say because it was just. A terrible game. Like it was just that bad. I mean, you obviously you spoke before um the rain helping us, which which I think it did and made meant the skill levels were a bit um even down a cons- bit more consistent. Yeah. And um it's it's a tough one to say because there's I think with Sydney they're not a heavily scoring team. I think they scored all their goals in the at the start, and obviously Pretty they didn't much, yeah. kick one. So maybe we they just um just couldn't score any more goals and we managed to kick what was expected of us, I guess. So it's it's hard to say with which with it suck being such a bad game. But um I think yeah, it's the rain and probably just us our dominance in the contest and in the game just starting to shine through, which led to us just getting the win. Look, yeah. I wanna just quickly before we move on, going back to your question before. And you said, do you think our game style suits us? Do you think it does? Because for me, like, we're not unsuccessful at our game style. We're just inefficient in, inside 50. So, like, we're good at locking it in. And we set up, we're, we're setting up a wall really well, which is why we're getting repeat entries all the time. So, I don't think it's the game style that doesn't work. I just think it's it's our inability to score that's the real issue here. And whether that results in... I mean, we'll get to this later, but whether that that's as a result of a coaching error, which has been a big talking point of the past week, um, whether we think that the coaches are suitable to the game style that we want to play. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I think it's a great question you bring up. I think, um, I believe that the game style is brilliant. I think the way we get it right up until a point and then it goes downhill. I think to play our game style, you need players who are, elite kicks of the football delivering it and we don't have that i look at our team simpson 
I mean, he can't kick unless he's doing a sweeping left footer. Doherty, reliable usually, but I mean, you know, some, we've seen we've seen a fair few times this season. It, it just goes along the ground. Samo, a bit the same. You know, usually pretty good going in. And then Williamson is better for the long long ball. He's not really the short kick of the footy. So I mean, I think the game style is one of the good. best kicks. Metering, yes, but he's not the one getting the inside fifties very often. Yeah, no, nah, he's not. I think, I think, I think you're right. I think the game style works, and the key to being a good side is to being able to lock it in your half forward, in your half, your attacking half of the ground. However, I think there is a lack of balls of just proper football skills, and even we're. I even think we're a bit too soft to lock it in. Yeah. Sometimes we let them get the kick out of the 50 a bit too easily sometimes. Whereas you, you want to take the intercept mark around that 50 meter line, not up on the wing. So we're, and look, it's work in progress, no doubt. And we're, we're going to get better as the season, as the years go on. It's only going to get better. The, the key is just sticking with it. I think, I think we just got to stick with it and improve our ball skills. I thought it was really interesting actually during the week, Diesel um, yeah. made those comments on Dow telling him he needed to toughen up. I'd love That's to right. hear some more players um, get called out for their weaknesses because you're not going to improve if you don't, if you don't get called out. So if down is toughen up, he goes and toughens up. If, if people need to improve on their kicking, go improve your kicking. Um, so that's um, yeah, Crips. So yeah, that's my thoughts on that. Um, JB, just before we move on, JB, I think you had something to say. Um, I was, it's what struck me as strange is how just you had Teague as a, um, he was a forward line coach at Adelaide when they were one of the highest scoring teams in the comp. I just, what do you think that, um, me, what do you think the difference is between, um, obviously Adelaide made it to a grand final and their list was probably in a different place to ours. What do you think the difference is between us at the moment? Why can't we really replicate that? Is it the players or is it, has he changed the game plan a little? I think it's a lack of skill. I don't, I don't think, our just player, a, just a skill? I think the majority of players just don't have the, the kicking and handballing ability of, of what Adelaide had at that time. And I don't think we go in hard enough. I think we're still a very soft team. I think we miss yeah. a lot of tackles. Um, and especially we, we, especially we, tonight. Yeah, we let the ball out yeah. too easily. We we don't wrap up the arms when we tackle. We let them get the arms free and get an easy handball out. So it's little things that we got to work on. But I think overall the game plan is pretty sound. That's that's my opinion anyway. Um, yeah, much, much rather have that than trying to have 22 blokes behind the ball. Like Absolutely. We used to say you, you take yeah, the game sure. on as opposed to let the game happen. Um, before we move on to the vote, to our votes, I just want to get your thoughts on the debutant, Matthew Owies. Matthew Owies. I've been, I don't know if I've been saying his name wrong this whole time. I'm going to keep yeah, calling always. him Owies. I'm calling him <laughs> Owies. It sounds nicer. Tass, thoughts? How do you go? Um, he, he, he gets another run. Um, I thought his pressure was pretty good. Unfortunately, didn't convert that chance that he had. But, um, you know, that's probably the nerves and stuff. But I thought he was robbed of a holding the ball early. I don't care what anyone says. That wasn't in the back. That was a clear <laughs> holding the ball. And the second one, well, because I'm a Carlton supporter, I'll say that should have been holding the ball too. But anyway, um, like, look, I thought his pressure was like, I thought his pressure was pretty good. It's what we needed. He seems like he's actually the only one. He may have slipped one tackle. But of the, of the tackles he attempted to make, he made. Whereas and the ones someone, we always usually usually end up slip. getting broken. Yeah, so like the Jack Martin ones. Just, 
Yeah, like yeah. Jack always, Martin once. Jack Martin can't hold a tackle to save his life at the moment. I don't know why you. Unless it's like far. right in front. If they move a little and they or they spin around, Sam Martin, uh, Jack Martin just does goes in the whirlpool. Yeah, yeah. So I thought. No, I think Ose is going to be um, a serviceable player at the moment. Hopefully, he can snag a goal. Hopefully, he keeps his spot in the first place, and then secondly, um, snags a goal because I, I quite liked him in there. He seems like a seems like a tough body up forward and. Um, yeah, hard at it. So I think he catches his spot. What about you? Yeah, Luke? yeah, I agree. I think um, look, I don't think he did a whole lot, and that's the reality of it. I mean, I think something you do, you do as a fan is when you get a debutant or a someone who hasn't played a lot, if they have five disposals and they put good pressure on you, say they had a good game. Realistically, I don't think he had a good game. I thought he was serviceable. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't. It wasn't bad though. No, and that's terrible. the key. That's the key. Um, he was one of about six players who seemed to not be able to kick a goal from 30 metres out, which was a bit frustrating. But um, I don't, yeah. I don't think I don't, that shot, I don't think he just backed himself. I think if you put his foot through it, I'm sure yeah. he would Yeah, but there was, a, a, there was a fair few players who missed goals yeah, that seemed about definitely. 30 metres out, which was frustrating. But look, at <laughs> the first game, first game, and I thought, you know, he held his I own. Think, yeah, I think he adjusted to the pace pretty well when he had the ball. He didn't look too rushed, yeah. he, but he man- didn't manage to get rushed as well, so... Yeah, I enjoyed his game. I think it was yeah, I think it was a goal short of having a decent game. Obviously, yeah, just didn't do just didn't do too much wrong. Yep. JB, give us your votes. So my votes, it was, it was a tough fight, just obviously how terrible the game was. It was pretty bad. Um obviously number three number three, three votes. Obviously, we just talked about him before. Good old Sammy Walsh, twenty five touches at eighty four percent, had ten score involvements too, and I think we only had ten scores, so I think that's pretty much no, we had more than that. Yeah, no, we, we had, had more. Big inaccuracy. I thought it was more. <laughs> okay. I thought it was the headset. That's what the game did to me. Um, 10 score involvements as well. So, obviously, went huge. Had, I think he had one mistake where he tried to run too far and got tackled. But, I mean, apart from that, he was he was, he was was solid all night. Um, two votes goes to the much maligned Lachlan Plowman. Um, shut down Papley. Obviously, just give him another reason to come to Carlton. He doesn't have to play on Plowman. Once a year, <laughs> um, yeah, he was fantastic. He had he had a couple of good kicks too, a couple of great marks, and I thought it was fantastic. And then um, one vote goes to Patricia Seaton. I thought it was a lot better. He got more of the ball, got more involved, and used it a lot better at seventy eight odd percent. So, yeah, he was he was my one vote as well. All right, Tass. Yeah, my three was obviously Sam Walsh. Just another outstanding performance. This guy is the future as we've been saying for week upon week upon week. Absolutely awesome player. And uh, if you don't rate him, well, you can go and get stuffed. It's as simple as that. Um, two votes went to Samo. I thought he bounced back well. Interestingly, he was in the middle for a little bit, I noticed. And when he was in the middle was when he had a few touches. Brilliant. He was really Consistent consecutive touches. He was absolutely brilliant. Also, I noticed him at a centre bounce and what happened? The ball hit the ground. He picked it up and put it straight in the forward 50. So... He was, I thought he that was, was a lot better in the wet too. So you yeah, see skills yeah. that shone through. Yeah, I don't know what percentage he went at. What did you say, JB? Do you know? 77.3%. 77. Yeah, so. I rounded up to 78 just to be nice. So that's that's pretty good. That's a pretty good percentage. Um, and then my one, my one, I think I changed it to Plowman. I'm going to give it to someone else. Yeah, Plowman. Yeah, just if you keep Tom Papley to uh, to naught one, I think you're going along pretty well. He... um. He was clean, didn't make many, any, maybe two mistakes, not even. Um, 
yeah, just took took his marks, laid his tackles, and his kicks were accurate. So I can't really complain about Plamen today. I thought he was excellent. Yep. So for me, I've gone. It's like a broken record. Just three votes, Sam Walsh. Three votes, C Judd. Same thing. <laughs> See, but um, yeah, I was gonna say it's it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. So Walshy, three votes. I gave the two to Plowman, same reasons. And the one I was tossing up between Cripper and TDK. I thought they both had really good games. But someone else put their hand up in the last minute of the game, and that was Matty Cottrell. Without him, we won't. We, we, without him, we're not winning. And he converted his opportunity, which was the most important thing. He had to kick it, and he did. He, so, get your chance, you take it. Yeah, and he absolutely did. And I love seeing someone so passionate about the club after kicking that goal. It's something I feel like we haven't seen for so long. Just someone getting so rowdy after kicking a big goal. So I'm very happy to give Matty Cottrell a vote. So we'll move on to the blowtorch. Now, I don't know about you boys, but I think there are plenty of potential candidates for this one because the first half was just atrocious. Tass, we'll start with you. Who's your blowtorch or what is your blowtorch this evening? Uh, this, This evening, it's who... And that who is McGovern. Dude. I made the comment on Twitter and actually uh, my dad came up with this. It was, I thought it was pretty funny. For those that have seen, seen Shawshank Redemption, McGovern was like Andy Dufresne's alias when he's doing the books for, uh, for the warden. He was, he was channeling his inner Randall Stevens tonight. Just the invisible man who takes all the cash. <laughs> Absolutely mm. terrible. Just invisible. Luke, just Luke made the comment early that. on. <laughs> Luke made the comment early on. Um, he'd been bumped off the ball like three times in a row. Every time he'd gone down to get it, he just got bumped off it. Like McGovern's not a small bloke. He should be picking the ball up and, and he's, at least and, getting it on the boot. And he's seen him being. He's. I don't think he's usually a weak person. He's usually seen him going yeah. hard. I think. I think that one on the fifty, which decides to bump. When it, if he tackled him, it would have been on the ball. That one just oh. just gets a bit of the red mist. I think he just needs a bit of trying to be nice. I think he needs a bit of time. I think in the twos, just get his tank back up and the confidence back. I think. I was going to say with, with in, injuries with him needs he needs a bit more time to get back up to to speed. He definitely looks like he's lacking a lot of confidence right now. That can yeah. go. That goes without saying. Um, JB, what's your blowtorch this week? Mine. Um, it was again just the forward line again. Just obviously had the stat with the sixty-six inside fifties of the past two games for one goal before half time. I think when we were down by seven goals, we had more inside fifties, but hadn't kicked one. So just again, <laughs> there was a bit of overuse. I think still in the in the forward line, um, couple of play like, it, and then the one time you want them to just take the shot, it's the wrong time to take the shot. I had Fisher on it, tracked it tried to kick it on his right foot. Just sometimes it's sometimes obviously you have to try and go for it, but sometimes just look around. I think yeah, just a bit of overuse in the forward line. Obviously, we had a lot more inside fifties, but the efficiency was pretty bad. It was pretty bad for both sides this game, but at forty four percent. But yeah, just had sixteen more inside fifties to win by a goal. It's just uh, doesn't do so yeah, well no. for the no. for the for the heart rate and the blood pressure. 
I remember in the uh, in the old days, it used to be like if you had ten more inside fifties, you know, you'd win the you'd win the game by two or three goals. Yeah. Now it's just it's become yeah, it's sixteen and one by just one by a goal. It's become just an irrelevant stat almost. Mm, definitely. So my blowtorch this week, and it goes to a guy who every I think almost every Carlton fan we we've put a lot of I think pressure on him because we do expect a lot from him. And I'm starting to think that this man just isn't cut out for it. That's David Cunningham. Now, I know it was his first game back. And, I get, and you know, everyone's, you're entitled to struggle a little bit when you first get back into the team. But the way he goes about the footy, his footy is just so frustrating. Too casual. He, he, it's, he just has he's got this attitude. He just looks so lethargic out on the field. Like, doesn't want to be there. You know, he yeah. seems to be just so soft. He doesn't go for a hard ball. And he's fought, at the end of the day, he's fighting for selection. He's not a guaranteed starting 22 player each week. Each week. And he, it seems like he doesn't care. You know, going off today's game, Owies is in way ahead of Cunningham, in my opinion. Yeah. I think there's no, there's no doubt that when he's got a bit of space, time and space, he's... His skills are there, but at the end of the day, in today's football, you don't get time and space very often. And there were several times tonight where he got he got the ball and he would just hand it off to someone who was just about to. It was a hospital pass, and I think it's a thing. He is sort of one of many who I think Carlton fans need to start having a real hard think about. And think are they going to be players who? live up to the expectations, oh, the high expectations that we have for them. So David Cunningham, I'm assuming you'll keep your spot. And look, I do hope you keep your spot because um, it's your, it's your, um, it's, there's two games to go and I think get some games into your butt. Mate, you got to pull your finger out. You got to do something. Yeah, it wasn't, week. definitely wasn't his, but I think with him, I think I used to say with Mackay earlier on, in his career, he was very just casual. I mean, it's nice to have that almost the only good thing you can take about it. It means he thinks he's better, which it's good to have confidence, but he's got to show it on the field. He hasn't done that recently. Obviously he had the game against Essendon. He had the goal against North, but the, yeah, the way he goes about it for me, just a bit too casual with that, with that bit of arrogance that isn't that warranted yet. It can be obviously if he, like you said, pulls his finger out, but you yeah, haven't seen that yet. No, exactly. All right, Tass, I believe we have some questions from some listeners. We might get into that. Hit us with a few. We do. We do. We've had some come in over the past, when it's been an hour. Um, so we'll start with some not game-specific questions that were left over from last week. Apologies if we didn't get to you guys last week, but I have still got them here. Um, we'll start with a funny one. Nicholas Adrian Arcos goes, thoughts on Williamson being called Cunningham again by BT? That was, that was last week, wasn't it? Very annoying. Oh, man. I had I was just talking to a relative of mine. He says, says he likes BT. Just hang on. Just got to pull you up there for a second. I don't think he's good. But, yeah, calling him Cunningham again wasn't wasn't the best <laughs> thing to hear, especially with that game last week. Just, um, was it, yeah, last week just wasn't um, too good. On your Nicola? 
Uh, Michaela Rao goes, John, this is probably more directed for you, but what made you decide to start up a podcast? Oh, just um, just chance to talk about Carlton. Things that just the club we love so much can come to hate it so much sometimes. But um, yeah, no, a bit of bit of fun. I, I provide our own insights and and what have you. Just a just something to also keep us a bit occupied during um this lockdown. Event to let our emotions out. That's what it is. Yeah, that that too. For those of you that are new to the pod and haven't listened to the first one, we're here because John had an amazing idea to uh to bring us all together and and start up this wonderful chat that we have about like, Carlton um, on a weekly while basis. He was, while he was in the shower. Like yeah. um Foreman, like uh, the Power Rangers just all all come together. <laughs> That's a, like a Voltron. Outdoor Ed goes, do we need a clear out of the coaching panel? Because you got Teague there. I almost forget. I like I like Luke Powell's role in the other development coach. I like his his work with the younger boys. Um, you got who got Stanton there as a midfield the midfield coach or something. I think he's I'm struggling coach. to remember. Stoppage it's coach. Dale I think... Amos, Dale Amos, Cameron Bruce, John Barker, who's been there a very long time. Brett Stanton, um, Luke Power, and Henry Playfair is the head of coaching performance. Whatever the hell that means. I think. I liked it, obviously, like when we had a um, Neil Craig's role. I think we've missed that yeah. a little. I think just just that in-game advice is what's hurting us. I think that stoppage coach yeah, might need a bit of work because we didn't do too well from the stoppage today. We've, yeah, lost in the clearances. Lost in the stoppage clearances, at least. And I think scores from clearances, we only averaged 15 points, but we copped that, I think, in the first quarter. So, yeah, but... Coaching, it's a tough one. I obviously don't. It's hard, it's 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 a tough one this year, especially. Obviously, you can't all train together and and stuff. So, yeah. it's definitely a good question. I have to think about that one. Luke, what do you think of that? Yep, I mean, JB said it all. Next question. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Try to do my best and I ramble on as well. So, uh, thanks for that. Uh, Innocent Steph goes thoughts on Obi's debut. Did he do enough to earn his spot next week? Thought his pressure was solid. I think we pretty much addressed that. So that's a that's a definite yes from all three of us, boys. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, um, I don't think he's definitely cemented his spot, but he, 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 I think it'd be silly if he got dropped over some of the others that played tonight. Yeah. Um, next, I'll I'll give you the next one. It's from Jackoff Funds. Obviously, mentioned mentioned his questions previously on the podcast. Is I th- I think it's I think it's never too old. Um, is twenty two too old to have a man crush on Sam Walsh? Absolutely definitely not. not. Definitely yeah, not. Definitely, definitely not. And uh, yeah, two more, two more. As it goes, McGovern in the bin. That's it. That's the episode. <laughs> Guess we can cut out there. <laughs> as you've pretty much said it all. Yeah, and um, um, just that. I think a more of a question from Joseph Arthur. What do you do with McGovern? And does TDK get the full-time ruck duties? Um, what do you think about that one? It's, it's a, I don't think you give De Koenig the ruck duties all yet. I think in the future, I think you would have to with a backup. But yeah, what do you guys do with McGovern? So I am giving McGovern one more week, even though he did absolutely nothing. I'm giving him one more week purely because... Um, I don't, one, I don't know who to bring in for him. And two, um, he usually takes two or three weeks before he actually starts firing again. So I'd give him the one week and if he doesn't perform against Adelaide, 
which they haven't really got much of a defence. So if he doesn't perform against Adelaide, um, then then he's not playing against Brisbane. And for me, in terms of TDK, I think he gets the number one ruck duties next year. I think he still still maybe needs to alternate. A little I bit think more time. Just one... he's, definitely, he's definitely showing good signs. His agility and Granville gets a, a pretty good look. Yeah, I'll say... I mean, realistically, was McGovern that much worse than Casbolt? I thought Casbolt was... took a couple more marks. Casbolt took marks and kicked a goal. See, my thinking is Casbolt, realistically, he in the next two, two years three. or so, he's, he's gone, retired, because yeah. he's, he's on the wrong side of 30. Yeah. I think you stick with McGovern over a Casbolt if they're both playing poorly, just for the fact yeah, that definitely. McGovern's going to be there longer. I'd rather him get into the system get used to playing with Harry next year. He needs to get used to playing with Charlie. Um, yeah. And, and he, he can build a rapport with guys like Fisher, Owies and Betts when he's in, in the forward line. So I think personally McGovern for me, I would keep in the side ahead of Casbolt because Casbolt's last month has been woeful, just as bad in my opinion. So at his um, moments, but yeah, not, not too special. Yeah, he he, just, he um, obviously started really well, but yeah, but recently he's just been poor. Just, one more thing, I won't be surprised if McGovern gets the shove to the back line if we're having a dirty day against Adelaide. I reckon he would I'd... do very well in the back line, McGovern. Could you have another Liam Jones, I think. I, he's very no. athletic. I think his height might... I think he's his brother, 2.0. I think he's Jeremy, 2.0. I think he could do brilliantly in the on the half-back line. Do you reckon, I think if, if Liam Jones starts to age a bit more next year, does he... Because he, he obviously he has the similarities with Liam Jones, obviously athletic. Um, a bit, a bit but McGovern obviously reads the ball well. Yeah. Reads the book, yeah. I think he might be better marking it as well. So it, I wouldn't be surprised if that gets thrown up at some stage. I'm just going to say it just so I can call it. So if ever it does happen, I can hang my hat on it. I think it already has been thrown up by a couple of uh, commentators. He, he, go, he goes back when there's like a minute left, needs to yeah. provide that bit of extra cover. But yeah. obviously as a set position, it'd be interesting to see if that ever does happen. Yeah, it's a fair point. Any more? Any more questions? No, that's uh, that's pretty much it for this All week. Right. Well, unlucky moments of the week. Who has one for us? JB Tass. I've got one. I've got one. I'm sure a lot of Carlton supporters would have been in the same boat. But I had a couple of people in the household stop watching after the six six or seven goal run that they had, and just unlucky moment to stop watching, not care about, it, and obviously not see us get the win. So just uh, shout out to the people in my household as well. And um, the, every, I'm sure there would have been a lot more people that would have just switched off the telly after, yeah, after copying seven goals. <laughs> my yeah. dad was one of them. You heard a few doors slam. <laughs> yeah. Dad, dad doesn't even bother watching the games now. Uh, yeah. there's. I haven't got one personally, but there's been a couple of responses off the grand. Oh, beautiful. Um, so we've got Daniel Martino, who this is actually, this is an interesting one. He goes, I went to the Gold Coast game last year and sat right behind where the goal went in. So I think that's a, that's oh. referring to the first game when they kicked the goal with 15 yeah. seconds. Oh, no. That was the one goes. where no yeah. one no one was on the goal line. It bounced. I think, did it bounce over yeah. Martin? It, it bounced over McGovern? Bounce over McGovern. No one was on the goal line. Uh, no, I that's mean, a shocker. And then uh, Jasper White goes, it's a bit harsh, but <laughs> Jasper White goes, dad forcing me to go for Carlton when the rest of the family sports Geelong. We're all on the same boat, mate. <laughs> I think we're all on the same boat. I think Geelong, over the except for 2011, the past almost 10 years, have had high expectations and failed. So 
I think it's it's I think I think it's this, I think it's the same just with a few more wins during the season. This will be a lot sweeter when we get there, Jasper. Trust me. It's gonna be it's gonna be very sweet when we eventually get there. Don't know how far away it is, but I'm thinking Vegas twenty twenty three, I'm calling it now. How many how many how many gra- how many grays are we all gonna have before um before that happens? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna be a silver fox by that time, mate. <laughs> yeah, definitely look definitely look like the older people in in my family with the Great hair. I wouldn't mind it at least there. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> any, any Add a more? bit of colour. Bit of hair dye for free. Any more tests? Uh, no, that's that's it for this week. All right. Well, I actually have a lucky moment of the week. Which goes Get against, out. I know. Who would have thought? <laughs> so at about halfway through the second quarter, I had my dinner arrive. I got some Uber Eats and my, the, I, I didn't really take note until I actually collected the food at the front door. My Uber driver was Jesus. And I think gee, when I got my food, it, it correlated directly when we started kicking goals. And I think Jesus was the man who helped us kick goals. That's I it. Think You're in Uber Eats at halftime every game. I want Jesus to deliver my food every game halfway through What'd the What did you get quarter. out of interest? Uh, just burger and chips. No, I, yeah. I went. I went healthy with the um with the Uber Eats for lunch today. Got yeah, and tried it out. I went nah. I I went. <laughs> I went. I went again. When it gets the grain, it might be a bit controversial. I try. I had a couple of friends say, "Try this place. Try this place." Green Cup in Hawthorne. Got an aside. Oh God. I am one of those blokes, and funnily enough, it's not forced upon me by another partner. So sorry if you're all disappointed in me. I just had to give it a go. All right, we'll move on. We're going to look at the week ahead now. We're coming up against the 18th placed Adelaide. They're in two good the form, trot, two on the trot. Um, they've beaten two teams that we failed to topple um, in Hawthorne and the Giants. So two pretty good wins for them. And they, the whole the past month, just it's not even those two games, the past month they've just looked like they're playing a better brand of footy. Um, so even though they are 18th, I definitely don't think they're the 18th team in the competition as we speak. Um, I'll start off by looking at their back line. Um, They've got some keys in Daniel Talia, Kyle Hardigan, Luke Brown, Jake Kelly. These guys are, they're all solid. They're nothing special. Daniel Talia obviously used to be the best fullback in the league, but he's slowly um, declined and now he's, He's still serviceable. But he, yeah, he's still still very serviceable by all means. And then they've got Brody Smith and Lockie Scholl as their rebounding defenders at the moment, and they're playing really well. They're a big uh, reason why I think they've been able to play well. They just they're getting the ball out of that back line really well, and they've actually moved arguably their best defensive player, Rory Laird, into the midfield. So it um, exposes them a little bit down back. I think that move and. They're also missing their um, the man who was their standing captain for a while, Tom Duday, who is one of the elite defenders in the league, in my opinion. So, um, Tass, what what are your thoughts on the Adelaide midfield? Well, they're up and about at the moment, so it could be a bit of a danger game. Um, I was more worried about it yesterday than I am at the moment. But still, they're, I watched a bit of their game. I had to work, but I watched a bit of the... Uh, a bit of the game before ours, and their pressure is absolutely immense. Um, they've really upped it the past couple of weeks, and they're leaving nothing on the table. So 
well done to Matthew Nix for finally getting on the board and doing two in a row. That's great. I'm actually quite happy for him. Seems like a really nice guy. So, um, yeah, it's good to get the rabble up and about, I guess. Um, but in terms of their midfield, ones to watch are obviously the Crouch brothers, who obviously last week, I'm going to be honest, Luke, last week I didn't think much of Brad Crouch, but uh, oh, after watching good. him today, he's 31 good. and 13 contested, four clearances, and his brother Matt, as we've established, is a bit of a touch junkie, but he still managed the 27 last night. So, well, not last night, just Tonight, before. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think stopping those two will probably be the key, or at least one of them. Brad probably more likely to have a, a, a dangerous impact than his brother. Yeah. Um, so if we can get a hold of Brad, that'll be pretty good. Kerno yeah. might step up to that plate, I'm thinking. I think they're um, probably going to cancel out the two big midfielders, Kerno to Crouch, and then probably yeah. Keys goes to the Crips, which will be an interesting one. Keys the glorified spud. <laughs> yeah, he had more of a defensive forward role against... Um, I can't remember on Whitfield, I think, for a bit of the game against yeah. the yeah. Giants today. So Yeah, you're right. Interesting um, to see how maybe he got he might he might go to the Doherty, so see how that yeah. turns out. Surrounding those two on the inside are the likes of Rory Laird, who's made the move. Um and Sloan obviously back in the team. I think it's his third week back now. Yeah, he's um, back in. Yeah, he's he's slowly, slowly getting back to his top top form. So probably um Probably a bit to worry about, and the the rest is just David McKay, who's just been a staple with that midfield for mm. he might best he part might of be ten years week, now. So, oh, for the hit, yeah, actually, the hit, I think you'll get a week. Oh, yeah, so, so we might not have to worry about week. Not that really he is that not that dangerous, but yeah, it's more just the Crouch brothers and uh, Rory Sloan that we'll have to worry about. I'm, I'm thinking. JB John Ford. The forwards, obviously, they managed to kick a winning score of eight goals, eleven points against the Giants. So, um, obviously, they've, they've got some decent smalls. Stengel can bob up, kick one early. Shane McAdam, I've heard him being called young. He's 25 years old. Despite his height, <laughs> he can leap. So, he might be one to watch for the smaller defenders. If he might jump up for a mark, he might be able to snag a few. And then I think the Murphy rotates through. He's actually a decent kick. They're tall. I think at backline can manage Darcy Fogarty, Tex Walker, and... Um, Elliot Himmelberg, the the brother that got stiffed with the hair, um, uh, yeah. So and then I think there's a couple that would rotate through, like Sean, I think Sean Berg. I think um, they had a f- they had more the marks middle. inside. F- oh, plays more in the middle. Okay, but yeah, you have still some mids that rotate. They had marks inside fifty. So I think if they manage to um, if their backline can manage to start intercepting, I think it will still be okay. They will see they. Manage to dominate the game. So I think if we manage to obviously have a game like we did against Sydney where we got a lot more of the ball, I think we can really do some damage if our inside 50s are a lot better. So I think their forward line's okay. I think our back line can definitely win the day against them. So, JB, what's your prediction? I am... Uh, I don't want to jump the gun. I reckon it's it's a big if. I think if we manage to get on the scoreboard quickly and stay on it. I think we're, we're in for a, a decent... I think us by four goals, I think we can really fix those mistakes this time around. Taz? Uh, I don't think Adelaide's a team that can withstand our run once we get going. So I think even if we go down early, I'm not going to be worried purely because of we've showed consistently that we will fight back into the game. The quality sides will stop that. 
the not so quality sides won't. Um, so I think we're going to win this either way. Either way, we get on top early or we fall behind early. I hope we don't fall behind early, seriously. No, it's not going to be three goals this week because every time I've said three goals, it's <laughs> never been three goals. And I don't know the last time there was a margin of three goals in terms of a win for the Blues other than Gold Coast. Um, so I'll go 10 points for us. All right, I'm going to go, the, Blue, I'm going to go the Blues by 22 points. Ooh. I think I think we should get on top of them. Forgotten Blue this week. Tass, I'm, I've heard you've got a good one for us. I'm excited. Yeah, I've got a doozy for us this week. Um, <laughs> so, uh, it wouldn't even surprise me if John gets it. <laughs> My form as of late, two from two with the weirder ones. That's it. So, this is another weird one. Um, but, we'll see what happens. So, originally from Parkdale, this player was recruited by Carlton from the Dandy Stingrays. He was touted as a lively, hard-running half-forward and he's said to have impressed the former recruiting manager, Wayne Hughes, during his top-age TAC Cup year. Hughes specifically spoke on the player on draft night, saying, yeah, he's a bit of a speculative pick, this one. And he's probably the most surprised person here to get drafted, which ended up being true, considering the amount of games he played. Big fat zero. 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 So he's probably still surprised to this day that he got drafted. Most famously known for his tattoo... He was the third selection in the 2009 draft for Carlton behind the likes of Kane Lucas and Marcus Davies. Jesus Christ, what a terrible draft that was. Third, so, so it's the third, okay, yep. So it was our third selection, yep. Oh, he was last known to frequent the Perth area, playing for West Perth, the Pinjarra Tigers, and as of last year, East Perth, where he polled 15 best and fairest votes. This week's Forgotten Blue is... Oh, I'm trying, so to, I'm trying third... to do a play with a bad tattoo. Oh. He shares, I'll give you a clue, he shares a last name with another former player. That helps. Um, <laughs> uh... A pretty famous Carlton name, the last name is. Not that this bloke's related, but... Um, I'm out. I'm out. <sighs> I, I, th- I think I've got it. Oh, hang on. Um, the recent, no, I'm thinking of Reese O'Keefe. You said famous Carlton name, so definitely not it's O'Keefe. Famous Carlton name. Come on, you got 10 it seconds. It is in, the not very good, never played a game, Rowan Kerr. It is Rowan Kerr. <laughs> <laughs> How on earth have you done that? You said sucked, and then obviously famous Carlton name, so. I it can't believe Rowan you got that. six together and got nine. Ding, 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 ding. Well done. Okay, well. There needs to be a prize for this. I'm going to be annoyed if one comes in in my form. Just drop Next it. season, next season, we'll, uh, we'll we need to keep a prize and we'll tally we'll, it all up. Yeah, we'll, give it t- we'll keep a tally and maybe we, the winner at the end gets a prize. Um, well, if anyone is as good as JB at guessing our Forgotten Blues, we need to hear about it because JB's ability to guess these names are just unbelievable. But... We're going to leave the episode there. I hope you all have a great couple of days before we see you or talk to you after the Adelaide game. Um, we've got a reason to smile going into the next couple of days, which is fantastic. Fresh off a big win. Well, not really a big win, but an important win. And until next time, go Blues. <laughs>